Welcome to the French Press Podcast. This is episode 378. And it's Tuesday, August 31st, 2021. So we do have, there's four of us around the microphone right now. Jeff is back. Welcome back, Jeff. Oh, yeah. Layton's here. I'm here. Theodore's not here, but we do have a special guest here, and I think we even might have teased it last week. Boy. But we're joined by Mark Yoder, and Mark, um, Mark, has, uh, I'll, I'll let you introduce yourself, but first I want to just say, Mark was hearing our, our story of trauma that we faced on the highway on the West Trip, and it, I guess, brought up a memory that he had as well, because he messaged us uh, on Facebook and just said that, hey, he's got a story that he'd love to share. So, Mark, that's obviously, like, kind of the first interaction that I remember I remember having, but who, who are you, and then we'll get into what the, what the story is. Sure. Uh, <clears throat> name is Mark Yoder. Uh, married to Lindsay. Used to be Martin. So, um, and then we have two little girls, uh, Rachel and Charlotte. And I'm a veterinarian out of Milford Animal Clinic. And I was talking with uh, Mark earlier about some of his work and his jobs, and it really, it is really interesting. I don't think, I don't personally know a veterinarian. Um, I now know you do. <laughs> n- now I do. Wow. Um, but you're not taking on any clients, so I'm not sure if I can <laughs> ta- really take advantage of it. Uh, but the one thing that I asked you b- before we get to the story about the the road rage or uh, almost road rage, I would like you to share a little bit maybe about some interesting things about being a veterinarian. Uh, I'd asked you like, what's the one thing if you get a phone call? What's the one thing you hope not to hear from the person on the other end, or what's something a traumatic story that you might have experienced? Um, and you can you can do you want to save that for the last part? Um, uh, we can do that now. Okay, that's fine. Yep. Yeah. So I would say, well, we do after-hours calls, so that's um, sometimes you never know what you're going to get into uh, mm-hmm. with that. Uh, and I would say two things come to mind. One is that if it's a sick animal uh, and you think you're going to have to run diagnostics and it's maybe 11, 12 o'clock at night, because <laughs> that can take a good bit of time. So I would say that's mm-hmm. that's one thing. The other thing would be um, a call for a calving that they can't get out and you need to go help, <laughs> and then oh. it turns into a C-section. And so <laughs> wow. <that> be <laughs> so have you, have you performed a C-section? Yes. Yes. I wow. Mean. So, yeah, many, so, many so tell us, uh, with your skills as a vet, like how well do you think that would relate to humans? If, if there was an emergency scenario came up and there was a person that needed something medical that you would do regularly on animals, but not on, on people, like that would be a, an extensive procedure for people. Would you think you would feel comfortable trying it? I would say extensive, no. <laughs> the the simple basic things like even sewing up a laceration or placing an IV catheter honestly would would overlap. So sure. yeah, there would be certain things that, that would. <laughs> a C section might be too much. Exactly, yes. <laughs> what's the what's the most common animal that what's the animal that you are most familiar with? Like that you're like, okay, I, I know my way around a vulture or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? I would say dogs. We okay. by far do more dogs in our practice than anything, but definitely any of the large animal species I'm pretty comfortable with as far as horses, horses cows. cows, sheep, goats, pigs. Okay. Yeah. So what led you down this path to being a veterinarian? Because um, obviously it's a lot of schooling, and I've heard it's as much schooling as it is to be a human doctor. Correct. So like, what, draw, what drew you to be an animal doctor <laughs> versus some other, some other field? Sure. 
Um, so I would say an interest in animals um, was probably the starting point. And then I actually got a, a job at the clinic that I'm working now. Um, I started there when I was 16 in, in high school. Um, and so, and I honestly was going to originally plan to go to veterinary technician school. So it's basically like a nurse uh, mm -hmm. for, for animals. Uh, and then I had a um, teacher in high school. Uh, it took like this, it's called ICE inter curricular education or whatever where you go and work part of the day and then you're at school part of the day mm. and she was like you know you ought to just go and be the full vet and I was like hmm, maybe I should <laughs> and so that was my senior year of high school and so that's when I planned to, to go ahead and, and uh, went from there cool that's cool is uh is there I had asked you earlier I, I told you earlier that the only thing I really know about vets is that there's a, a book it's about a veterinarian in England or in Scotland somewhere. What was the title of that story again? Do you? I think or the it's name? All creatures great and small. All creatures right? great and small. Yes. Um, is that uh, a good depiction of what it is like to be a veterinarian? Honestly, to some extent, yes. Um, especially doing mixed animal, because if I remember, he he did mixed animal where you know people brought dogs to the office, or he went out and did cows and stuff like that. So I would say I would say in some ways, yes. Okay. You know, obviously things have changed when you hear medications or things on that show. It's it's all about these like potions or you know things like that. So modern day medicine has changed a lot, but the mm -hmm. the basics would would I would say would be okay. pretty well the same. All right, and. Uh, if someone, I don't know if anyone is listening, would be interested in becoming a veterinarian, but what would you suggest, like, uh, as, like, some criteria or some, if someone's thinking about it, like, what would be some good things to maybe think about or do first to get an idea if this is the kind of work you really would enjoy? Sure. Um, I would say, um, first of all, probably get involved in a veterinary practice as far as either volunteering or getting a job, just so you know kind of what goes on and that sort of thing. You know, there's a lot of people who like animals and stuff, but we do uh, deal a lot with people as well, you mm -hmm. know, because there's, there's no animal usually that brings themselves into the office. So, <laughs> really? so we always say there's always a, a person attached. So um, working with people, honestly, is... Um, and it wasn't something that I necessarily thought about um, or, or realized, but, um, you know, with time, I've come to enjoy it, so... Mm. Yeah, and then just keeping your grades up would, would be the biggest thing because um, it is pretty competitive to get into veterinary school because there's only a certain number of seats. And then also uh, just being a well-rounded person as far as like being involved in different things other than the animal world. I think that's one thing that they look at too as far as just, you know, other hobbies that you have or other interests that you have um, just to be a well-rounded person. So. Okay. I Yeah, I, I guess I assumed it was competitive, but I hadn't really thought about that would be a factor too mm -hmm. to, to get into school. <clears throat> so right. I, I've heard that veterinary school is actually uh, more challenging or demanding than medical school. Is this is that true? Who? Good question. I've yeah. only done one, so <laughs> I, can't, I can't answer for the other side. But I would say, to me, the difference is we deal with you. You learn you learn things about multiple different species in yeah. veterinary school, whereas on the human side, they learn more in depth about one thing about one specific yes, thing exactly i would say that would be the number one it's kind of almost like being a jack of all trades and then a specialist or whatever you know yep. um, that sort of thing yeah. all right well why don't you go ahead and, and share the story that that you teased uh, last week sure all right so honestly this is um a recent story so uh <clears throat> happened friday august 13th and so uh -oh. we were <laughs> no, uh we were, my dad turned 60 this year, so we had made plans um, 
all of my siblings and I are all married and have families of our own, so my parents are empty nesters. Uh, but anyways, uh, our sister um, had the idea of, hey, let's go out for supper for my dad's 60th birthday. And so um, we have a family text message and stuff, so put it on there and made plans and everything and chose to go down to uh, Ruby Tuesdays in Warsaw. Mm-hmm. So with that, with me working in Milford, um, <clears throat> we were meeting at like uh, 6 or 6.30, something like that. And so I usually don't get done until around that time. Usually average time of me leaving is like 6 o'clock. So it was like, well, okay, Lindsay and the girls can just come to Milford and then we'll just ride together on down to there. So that's great, you know, uh, did that. So we're on the way down, uh, and so you have Milford, and then the next town is Leesburg on Sarah 15, and then you get to Warsaw. Mm-hmm. So just outside of Milford, uh, we I see this van behind us. It's a Ford full-sized van, and um, kind of bumps the center line a little bit across the center line, kind of like people that are like, oh, I'm going to pass you, and so you're like, oh, just get off my tail and pass me, you know. Well, went just a not too much longer after that and this guy is taking up like half of the other lane and then floats back into his own lane and then it's like wow what's going on so and is there traffic coming that you know okay yes there is and he's in front of you or behind you he's behind us at at this point all right (laughs) at this point and so um it was like well okay i'm gonna i'm gonna call him in because it was obvious that there was enough going on that he wasn't just trying to pass us he wasn't just simply Oh, bumping the other line a little bit. He was going halfways and sometimes fully into the other lane of oncoming traffic, and then would come back into his own lane. So it's like, okay, let's let's get this guy called in. We didn't know what was going on, so we called nine one one and and you know gave him the description of the van, and they asked us what asked me what we were driving, and so I told them, and um, you know he continues to bounce back and forth. Well. It, we're watching these like near misses happen in our mirrors, oh. and there's people swerving, you know, from in the other oh. lane. And so it's just like several times it was like, man, we got to get this guy called in or, yeah. you know, yeah, the, he needs to stop him. We yes. Just, we need to get him off the road. Yes, exactly. But it's like, it's one of those situations where you feel helpless because you can only do so much and you've already done what you can do it as far as calling them. Did in. you, did you think about throwing some firecrackers out there? <laughs> no, we did not try that or think about oh. that. <laughs> I think we were too involved in the situation. <laughs> uh, um, so, we, we get to Leesburg, and the speed limit, it changes. So you go from a 55 down to a 50, and then I think it's down to a 40. So we're obviously slowing down, and so now he's kind of bearing down on us. And I was like, hmm, do I just let him bump into us and then slow myself down and, and you know, stop him that way? Well, I, it went through my mind, but then I chickened out, so I didn't do that. Well, then in Leesburg, there's a turn lane uh, to go into a gas station there. Um, And so it ends up being, you know, basically three widths of of traffic across there. And he just comes up beside us and just kind of floats on by and looks over at us and just keeps going. It was like, what is going on? (laughs) This is crazy. Um, and it's a turn lane. It's there's there's cross hatches of yellow, and it goes into a turn lane. And then he goes past us. So now he's in front of us. Okay. And because <coughs> you still want to go to Ruby Tuesday, <laughs> that, that is our goal. <laughs> so now he's in front of us, and now we're seeing these near misses happen in front of us. Um, and at one point, I remember thinking there was this oncoming like uh, maroon SUV. And I was just like, oh, here it is. Here it's going to happen. Here's and it the, was, the crash. Yes, and it did not happen. And he just, you know, would, like I said, there would be times where he was fully in the other lane and times where he was halfway in the other lane and then he'd come back. But he was always going to the oncoming traffic. He, he never 
got off onto the, the shoulder. Side. Exactly. Uh, to, to crash and be safe or whatever, keep everyone else safe. And so... And it's not like he was getting over to try to pass someone else no, that was in front of him. No, no, and that that became pretty apparent, like I said, pretty early on, because if that would have been the case, it's like, well, whatever, just let him pass and, and yeah. be done. But th- it was obvious that he was, there was something wrong, yeah. you know. Uh, and so, and I could tell when he went past us in Leesburg that he was an older man. You could tell. I, I, I would probably at least put him in his 60s, if not 70s. Okay. And so, um, so now he's in front of us, and there's curves in the in state road 15 as you're going south and so it's like oh, okay is he going to make these curves and and there is a lot of traffic you know because it's a friday evening at six you mm-hmm. know six thirty, and so a lot of oncoming traffic and like i said there's people swerving there's people honking there's semis almost sideswiping him oh. and and he is apparently oblivious to this going on because it just continues to happen and so as we approach warsaw um there's a stoplight at like the crosser is like 300 or 350 right there <laughs> Um, it's like the first first stoplight you come to in Warsaw, and it is red as we're approaching it, and so and there's a car in front of him, and uh, we're watching this happen. It's like, okay, is he going to stop? Is he going to stop? <laughs> and he he like stops, but you can tell. I, I thought about it as being like almost like a delayed reaction or like a late response, like of somebody they got far too close before they're like, okay, you know, we actually stop, and. Uh, so now he's stopped and so we roll up beside him and my wife um has the window rolled down and opens up the door or whatever and is like telling him turn off your van turn off your van and he's like looking over at us and he's like almost seems like half out of it um but he's like okay i will okay i will and uh and then you know light turns green it's like okay is he actually gonna do this yeah. or not and so uh, and then so the car in front of us goes and then he goes and you can tell then he slows down and, and pulls over to the shoulder and so got him stopped um and so then i pull in front of him like an <coughs> angle my van so yeah, that he's yeah can't start this back up again <laughs> <laughs> so uh we, we and then i get out and go and talk to him and he's like hey how's it going or whatever and he's like oh just, i'm just really tired and and like i said he was I, I would put him probably at least in his 70s. Like, he was an older man. Um, looked like he was by himself. I didn't look around, but it's, yeah, it looked like he was by himself. And he's, he just claims he's really tired. Um, and uh, so by that point, there's an officer coming up and kind of, you know, blinked his lights, beeped his siren, and pulled in around behind him. And then he kind of took over. Um, and I heard the officer tell him, he's like, you know, do you have somebody who can come pick you up or anything like that? And he's like, no, I don't. And uh, the officer's like, well, he's like, we're gonna have to get something figured out. Cause like, I'm not gonna let you drive. So, cause they had already known what we were, what we were dealing with. But mm-hmm. so yeah, I suspect a, a medical incident of some sort, whether wow. it was hmm. low blood sugar yeah. or, you know, <clears throat> or met, even mentioned like a stroke or something like that. But it was obviously when you're older, a variety of things can go on, but yeah, <laughs> so, wow. yeah pretty crazy. And then wow. when we came back through later on, um, the van was gone and everything. So. Hopefully he got the help that he needed, but I think it was a Man. pretty much a miracle that nothing nothing happened. Yeah. You know, because wow. we we're watching near misses happen again and again. <laughs> so. oh Have you called in uh, anyone else before, like to the police or, or any of you? I, I have before. I called somebody in for tailgating me, and were they like being was, pretty aggressive? It was like very bad. Like like I was actually freaked out that they were going to hit me, like rear end me. It was that close. And so, and I just pulled over and let them pass, but then I saw them get stopped in front of me, and yeah, it was kind of, it was actually kind of fun, <laughs> to be honest. Pretty satisfying. It was pretty satisfying, yeah. because it was just like, yeah, I was driving on 19, and I was going, I was going 
pretty fast. So I was going like 60, 60, 62 maybe. And this guy, he just comes right up behind me and just, for and there's no oncoming traffic either. So there's no reason for him to be sitting right behind me like that. And yeah, so, oh. but anyways, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've ever <coughs> called in anybody else for a traffic incident. I, I, can't think of any yeah. other. I guess. There, there have been not only times that I've been tempted, like seeing people swerve and like just like wondering, like what is going on? What are they doing? Yeah. Oh man, mm-hmm. yeah, like this is just not good. Yeah, it was never out of like uh, a thing of like anger. No, I just meant more. Have you, yeah, seen something where it's obviously something's wrong and like they're being da- or, or they're yeah they're either being dangerous or or maybe just yeah suffering fatigue or low blood blood sugar mm-hmm. well like i was telling this story to one of my coworkers, and she was saying you know it's different than than being tired because she's like when you're tired there comes a point where you know you might start to swear but then you're like oh you know you you get yourself and yeah and you write he doesn't you write yourself over. no he's he's just like floating just <laughs> back and forth in yeah and yeah yeah. Oh, yeah wow well it's a wow. good thing you did that because yeah it could have very very easily ended in yeah. An accident. Yeah. I think my wife called 911 like one or two other times on her way there. Okay. <laughs> like just trying to to get this guy off the road. So how long did it take from when you called to when you, when there was a police officer there? From Milford to Warsaw, I guess. However long the drive so is there. That's ten, probably, ten, yeah, ten minutes. Ten, ten minutes, yeah, probably. Something wow. like that. That's and a, he came from the south. Came from the south okay. in Warsaw somewhere. It's an okay. unmarked, unmarked uh, police truck. But came from the south. So yeah. Wow. Yeah, like nobody closer in the area, but yeah. All right, very good. Interesting. Well, this was really, really enjoyable and good having you on the podcast. I don't know, we don't very often have people requesting to be on the podcast, but definitely uh, if anyone's out there that has a good story to share, I mean, it'd be great to have more guests on the podcast. Definitely. So. Thanks for letting me come on. Yeah, thank you. Um, is there anything that you want to, since you gave us a service, is there anything you want to plug to all of the, the French Press listeners out there, anything that you want to promote I know you said earlier you said that the veterinarian business, like you guys are busy. It's yes, like, very, very busy. But maybe there's something else that you want to promote or get people to excited about. Mm. Not that I know of right now. Okay. Right. So you mentioned something about like, so when people get older, this is back to your veterinary experience. Uh, when people get older, you know, there's a lot, a lot of things that can go wrong, you know, heart problems, mm-hmm. strokes, dementia, whatever. It, are there similar like, normal things that happen to animals i would say yes for sure um i would say uh, heart disease is for sure one so like mm-hmm. we see dogs with congestive heart failure dogs primarily <clears throat> that is um and that's you know obviously that's the species that people usually will will spend the most on or the most mm-hmm. attached to and that sort of thing but we definitely see like heart disease and and um a fair amount of cancer honestly um wow. in, in dogs hmm. uh, and cats that for that matter so yeah that's that's interesting yeah. Have you ever seen dementia? So there actually is. uh, There's a recognized condition in dogs called cognitive dysfunction, or basically we we talk about it like if an animal starts going senile, like kind of behavioral changes in older dogs. So that that, that is a recognized recognized veterinary condition. And do they usually get aggressive at that point? So I think I don't know that I have had ones that have gotten aggressive. It's been more that they maybe see behavioral changes, um, maybe acting different or maybe pacing at night and things like that. And I think just like with a lot of things, uh, especially in the veterinary world, we are probably more limited on diagnostics or at least 
in our area. I mean, there's mm-hmm. going to be inner cities and stuff like that, and the people are probably more a lot more willing to go a lot further. But in a lot of our clients, they're not going to go for that MRI or the CT scan or something like that to find out is there anything medical going on and and not just simply a cognitive change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good. Wow. It's super, yeah, super interesting. Uh, okay. Any, any other comments, questions? We, we kind of, as far as our length quota, we're, we're pretty much there. Oh. We got a late start, so it's not as long as, yeah. as it could have been. Yeah. But that's uh, Coworker Darren's thanks, fault, I thanks guess. That's Coworker Darren. Well, and also, he was a former guest, you know. So uh, yeah, former guest Darren. He 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 got his he got his like you know, whatever it was twenty minutes of fame, and now he thinks he has to ruin it for the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sad. Um, uh, I think it, next next week we'll talk more about. Or Jeff, you can share your stories from, uh, from Italy. Yeah, yeah. But we do need to mention this coffee too. Yeah, this this coffee this coffee's good. I don't know. Are you a, a black coffee guy? I am, but I'm not one that. I, my palate is not super refined. I wouldn't say. <laughs> okay. to, hey, do you drink coffee every morning? I would say most days I do. Okay. Yes, yes, most days. I do. And you're and you're a uh, uh, like a straight, always black coffee no, person. No, I'm either sugar? one. Either okay. one. Yeah. So it just depends. Yeah, on some how people I'm are like really hard line the one way. You know. So interesting. Yep, I yeah, I drink it either way. This is really good coffee. Yeah. I really like it. Uh, are, are we are we going to to rate it officially? I, I think we should, as long as there's three of us here. Okay. I think that's a close enough estimate, and that we can at least get these coffees like documented. Three of us, and the three doesn't include Theodore, because <laughs> la- last week we had three of us. And we I know. Didn't. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine if we don't. But I, I yeah, yeah. I, I think it's worth. Yeah, that, that's and fine. Us three reviewed it for a long time, so I think. I'm I'm gonna give this coffee a five. Man, I I just really like it. I'll give it a four. Well, it's I, it's a four. definitely not a five. It's not. A you five. don't think it is? It's not smooth enough. It's definitely a five, but it's a little sour at the end. Yeah, that, that it's makes a me weak think five. That makes makes me think it just can't quite be five. So I'll give it a four as well. All right. Um, I, I, I agree with you about the sour at the end, but um, it's still still five. It's still a five. <laughs> What would you rank the coffee? Oh, I, I honestly feel like it's average. Like I, it's a Folgers I, four. Yeah, I, a, a Folgers <laughs> three. I mean, a four four is above average. <laughs> yeah, I've I've I would honestly give it probably a three because I'm just like it's okay. it's kind of maybe I'm not used to drinking all the coffees <laughs> that you guys do to have a comparison though. But I, I would just kind of say it's to me it's average coffee. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, that puts it at a to an unrefined palate. Four point three is pretty high. Hey, you know, I got just thought of a good question. Um, what do you perceive is the French press, like us, uh, the, the three of us, four of us with theater, what do you perceive is our expertise? And the reason I'm asking is, like, what would you be interested in paying us? <laughs> <laughs> now, I guess I'll preface it real quickly because, yeah, I, I don't want to take up much more time. Uh, I'm, I'm, build, I'm working on a, a course, a video course, for related to my business. Um, in email marketing course, how to set up email marketing program for small business owners, and we've been thinking and trying to come up for a long time with stuff for the French press. What, what either video course or some kind of like information product could we create that our audience would be like, yes, they're the ones that know about this. I'd be willing to pay money. Uh, I'd be willing to pay ten dollars to learn about this from them. Is there or, or anything $2. like that? Oh, or two dollars. <laughs> 
<laughs> Honestly, I would I would say probably putting together a storyline, right? So like and being able to to uh, present that in a succinct manner, but a you know okay because you guys that's what you do all the time, right? So like definitely. you you, you definitely uh, do things like that and take a take a happening or a story and you know yeah put the details in and map it out and lay it out. No, I think you're totally right. I yeah. think there is a there there is a value in that. I've heard stories that have like really inspiring and interesting elements, like a, a person overcoming something, and it's like a true story, and still it's told awful, and no. it's not that interesting. Yeah. So it, like, yeah. just because you have interesting elements doesn't mean that the story is just bound to is it's guaranteed to like mm. capture the audience or like mm-hmm. people love it mm-hmm. i've also heard very mundane things that <laughs> <laughs> elements of a story that just like aren't that inspiring that aren't that abnormal and yet it's like man i am just drawn into this <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, lane i think that you especially have a knack mm-hmm. for taking a story and just just Stretching it into <laughs> <laughs> turning it into something something that's worth listening to, almost different than the original story was, like, than the original happening. Yeah. Uh, thanks. I think. <laughs> no, thank you. I, I, I uh, need to learn to take compliments. I guess a uh, real quick deviation. Uh, we should say what kind of coffee this is. Uh, I don't know where it came from, but it showed up in our studio, and so somebody brought this in. It's rugged mountain coffee, um, purchased in. Uh, in Pennsylvania, so I think uh, I think it was Theodore, and we can confirm it then when he comes back exactly where it was where he bought it. Uh, but yes, yeah, it's, it's so rugged rugged, rugged Mountain Coffee. That's the roaster. Yes, ruggedmountaincoffee.com. Okay, so from Honduras, actually, interestingly enough. Hmm. So, yeah. Okay, uh, Layton, what's the point? Uh, the point is, Ruben. Don't call your vet at 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> point number two, becoming a vet is harder than becoming a doctor. And point number three, don't tailgate Jeff because you'll probably get stopped. And what's our word of the week? Oh. Word of the week is vet. <laughs>